everybody thanks for downloading this mini movie review this review is about 2017's nails i'm gonna watch it on netflix it's been on my list um in my queue for a while as i just checked the other day hopefully it's still there you never know with netflix i find that like i'll be like oh cool i want to check out that movie and i forget that i didn't do it and then i go on there and i'm like oh never mind it's gone or <laughs> A season for another show will come on and I'm like, oh, the other seasons are on Netflix. Oh no, they took them away. Or like you'll get a sequel for a movie and then the original's gone off Netflix and you're like, all right, fine. So far as I checked, like 48 hours ago, it was still on there. So that's how I'm watching it. 2017's Nails. Now, according to Wikipedia here, it is a horror film directed by Dennis Bartok, who co-wrote it with Tom Abrams. The actress uh, Shauna McDonald stars as a track coach who is paralyzed after a hit-and-run accident. She wakes up in the hospital and is haunted by a ghost, but people don't believe her. This is an international co-production between the United Kingdom and Ireland. It premiered at the Audi Dublin International Film Festival in February of 2017 and was released in the UK and Ireland on June 16th of the same year. It also stars Steve Wall, Ross Noble, and Leah McNamara. It was produced by Fantastic Films. It runs 85 minutes, and I'm not going to get too much into the plot or anything, but I mean, this has been a movie that has been on my list for a little while. I don't know. I thought it looked kind of neat. It looks like some of the effects or like whatever this ghost is looks kind of cool. So I'm gonna, I've heard a couple good things that it's it's a pretty decent movie and stuff. So I'm gonna, I thought I'd give it a whirl, you know, try something a little, little different um, since last time when I did Upgrade. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and go check out 2017's Nails, and I'll be back and let you know what I think. And I'm back. I got done watching Nails. Whoop, whoop. So for this one, in the beginning, I was like, I had a couple thoughts that I was like, oh, I want to remember this. So I needed to write down some notes for this one. I, I, I didn't have the patience to find a piece of paper. So I wrote it on the back of a paper plate. So I got a paper plate here with some notes. And we'll go ahead and get into Nails from 2017. So this chick in the movie, let's, let's just start with the plot. I'm just going to go ahead and go with the plot. I'll go through my notes as I go. We'll talk about some of the stuff at the end, like the production and stuff. But here we go. So there's this chick named Dana. She's a track coach and she's like a fitness. To me, she looks like a, a cross of like Tony Collette with a sprinkle of Tilda Swinton. So she's out there and she's like running and she like leaves her husband in the morning. He's sleeping. She's like, bye. And he like, he's into that stuff too. I think he's a coach. You find out later. It always shocks me with this stuff when there's like a car crash. Because sometimes it's done really well. And this one I thought was done pretty well. It's real quick, but it was like, I still cringe. I was like, ooh, like when she got, she's running, right? And I, I knew something was going to happen. So I'm like, all right. And she gets hit by this car and like she slams her face into it real bad and lands on the ground. And she's dead for like two or three minutes before they can bring her back. And this car just drives away. So you're like, great, good job. So she wakes up in this hospital. It's a real shitty hospital. It's called Hopewell. And it's got like vines and stuff growing up the side of it. It doesn't look horrible, but I mean, it's, it's not great. In these kind of horror movies, it, it makes me laugh because it's like 
Either they're turning off the generators to save electricity, or there's never enough light in these hospitals, especially like at night, because a lot of this stuff happens at night and there's only like the night shift there. And it's, it's so dark and gloomy. I'm like, first of all, it's depressing. Second of all, it doesn't seem very sterile. Why is it so dark? Turn on the light. Where is everybody? Like I've never been, I mean, it, it doesn't look like a super small hospital from the outside, but I've never been to a hospital that's so dark. There's no pictures. Usually it's so blindingly white. I feel like she's gonna get an infection here, but let's keep going. So she wakes up and it's, it's not good. She doesn't look good. She has a ventilator. So she has like a tracheotomy thing with a ventilator helping her breathe. Her face where she hit the, the front window of the car is all messed up. It's like all over her eyes, all like puffed out and everything. And then she, her arm was broken so bad that it's like in traction. So she's got this circular thing around it with like all the pins and stuff. And then she's got this real bad scar or like stitches on her face. And they're bad looking. I was like, I mean, I know I'm getting probably too into it, but some of the makeup and effects on her, they changed. I don't, I guess it was shot out of order or something. Cause there were times within like minutes where it was like her face, like her daughter came to visit her at one point. And I'm like, oh, okay, look cool. She's getting better, you know? And then like her husband comes to talk to her like 20 minutes later in that same day. And her face is like all messed up again. Like, a, like it's got wound marks. And I'm like, Gee, okay. I, even, I was watching it with Mike and I turned to him and I'm like, does it? Did she just get worse? Like, but the stitches are pretty bad. They're not even holding it really together. They're these black stitches where I'm like, that's like if I stitched something. Like, this is supposed to be doctors doing this. And I did like her. I liked the person who played it. The characters, I, I liked her fine. She can't talk because of the, the trach. She has to use this speech program, kind of like a speak and spell, to type with her one, with her working arm, the right one, so that she can talk. And it takes her a little bit to get used to it. And her husband, Steve, helps her with the program and everything. So she's in this like shitty dark hospital and it's ran by like a female John Malkovich. That's exactly what she looks like. If you picture John Malkovich, but with a dark bun and like a business skirt suit. And so at night someone enters her room because the movie started out with this guy, this real tall dude, and it was supposed to be like in the past and he was going to go clip some little girl's nails, but he like gives her an injection and then he collects the nails in a little envelope and he writes the word caution on it. You don't really know what that's about, but it's going to come back. And I knew that the tall guy in it is going to be the creature. When you go on Netflix and you see the picture of the creature, it's a tall guy. So I'm like, okay, it's got to be him. Um, and this guy kind of looks like, like a poor man's Doug Jones. And so he's gone. So then we're back in, in the present. And she's in this room. So it's like she's in this room the first night or whenever she woke up. I think it might have been a couple of days. And so she's in the room all by herself. She's like, okay, so picture. She's like in her bed. And then to her right, there's like, there's just like this corner. And then there's like these dressing panels you can dress behind. And at one point, this guy is st standing there. And the character design on the tall guy, I liked it. He's like all gray and he's got white eyes. And I like the whole looming in the corner kind of stuff. It's freaky. It reminds me of when I watched Gerald's game. That was pretty freaky when the guy's all standing in the corner, all quiet. And so she can feel that there's something there, but she can't really turn to look or anything or really say anything because she's out of it. So the next day, she talks to her, the, the nurse, Trevor, and he's like, no, no one's been around, you know? So she thinks people are watching her sleep, right? So what do they do? They get this psychiatrist guy, Dr. Stingle, and he sits there and watches her sleep. Like, that's how you meet him. I'm like, who is this weird? Is he a psychologist? Like, it wasn't, like, she wakes up and there's a guy with, like, long hair sitting there just watching her sleep. And I'm like, that's the thing she's afraid of. Why are we watching her sleep? So this guy is all like, hey, I heard you saw some people. 
And so she's talking to him. And then this is when, like, the makeup kind of changes on her face. And so she has this daughter who's, like, 16 or something who's named Gemma. She's cool. She, you know, she cares about her mom and everything. And then her husband is also, like, a coach. And he shows that he has this chick that he's coaching, this new chick, Ashley. And she's only, like, 17 or 18, maybe a little older. Maybe they're in college. And it's a little obvious that he might be interested in her, but you're not sure. Like, right away, Dana is, like, look at him, at him, like, mm-hmm, from, from her bed. And she's... She's here in this hospital for, like, I think at least a month. I know at least 18 days, they said. So she's here for a while, and I, I don't understand why she can't ever go home. Like, at one point, she gets a little better to where she can almost start talking on her own, and I'm like, just, you can take the ventilator home, I think. I don't see why it'd be that big of a deal. But while she's talking to Steve at this time after she sees a psychiatrist, who thinks it might just be, like, medicines and stuff making her hallucinate, her daughter, Gemma, for some reason, gets up and starts walking around this abandoned-looking hospital. Well, you can see, like, this ghostly thing is, like, following her around. And, like, she gets... She's in some another hospital room. And she's, like, trying to, like, play with everything. And, like, this nurse catches her. And I'm like, what is she doing? Like, why are you just walking around touching stuff? She gets caught. She's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been doing that. So you know that there's some sort of figure in the hospital, not just something that Dana's seen. So then there's an incident where, like, her ventilator dies or whatever... Um, and so the hospital director, who is the female John Malkovich, her name is Elizabeth uh, Leeming, they decided to put CCTV cameras in there. So they put these cameras in there and she can, Dana can maneuver them with like a little um, joystick. And this part kind of made me a little sad because she like zooms in and she can see herself. And it's the first time she ever saw her face after the accident. Like right away I was like, oh no. And like she got real sad and her husband like pulls the joystick back. Like he's like, mm, let's pull away from that. They put in the cameras. Cameras don't see the next attack from this creature right the creature keeps showing up and like trying to kill her like suffocate her and so she's screaming and you can see that she's fighting with it and then trevor goes to run in and trevor sees it he does he's, he admits he didn't but he did like even she's like you did he saw it for a split second before it disappeared but on the camera it just looks like she's fighting against nothing but he does tell female john malkovich that he did feel the presence and so dana's like well i'm gonna figure out what's going on because i have nothing else to do with my life She's kind of writing, like, a little bit of a memoir or, like, a diary about how she feels, how this is hell. Because, I mean, she's she's been a runner, all you know, and all this stuff. Like, it's, she's got to sit still. It's got to be infuriating. Like, it looks like, it appears like her legs are broken. And I don't know if it's paralysis or what, but she's just laying in bed. She starts to research the hospital's past because, you know, you Google. She starts Googling. She finds out about a guy named Eric Nilsson. That's the tall guy. He murdered a bunch of girls before committing suicide. So his story was he was like a foster kid or something like that. And he had some mental issues. The psychiatrist thought he helped him or fixed him and he got better. And as he became an adult, he wanted to work at the hospital. And they were like, that sounds great. We think you're fine. You don't hire that man. Because for one, he still had some issues where he, he was real meticulous about keeping his nails clipped and the patients having their nails clipped. So they gave him the nickname Nails. But he would collect the fingernails from the kids and people were like, oh, that's charming. Like, no one really, I'm like, come on. Even if you thought he was all better, like, he's still collecting fingernails from the children and keeping them. And so these four or five little girls or whatever end up dying. So he's, he's like, um, not that I have a favorite type of murder thing, but the Angels of Mercy kind of murders I find interesting. And that's what he is. Um, or Angels of Death where he thinks he's helping or protect, like they think that they're helping. And so what he would do, that injection was like to kill that girl. And then like he was collecting her fingernails to save her, whatever pain she was in. I don't know what kind of sickness she had, 
But that was the thing. But that's what a lot of Angel of Mercy killers do. They're usually nurses or sort of, sort of type. And so that's basically what he was doing. And so then they, they figured out that there was this pattern of all these girls dying in a short amount of time. And then the police found all the collection of nails uh, in Eric's stuff. And, you know, they figured out that he had something to do with this. Whether he did or not, I don't know. Because he ends up hanging himself. And where he hangs himself is in the weirdest place. So she's in this room, right? She's got her bed. She's laying in her bed. Say you're like you're laying in your bed. You're staring straight ahead. There's like this Twin Peaks closet of like wood that sticks out of the whole room right across from her bed. And it's empty. There's like some stuff in the back, but it's empty and it's all like wooden like it belongs in a cabin. There's going to be like red curtains and Dale Cooper's going to come out with a cup of coffee. There's nothing in this closet. Well, comes to find out that's where he hung himself. And I'm like, of course. And there's this really funny part kind of like it didn't mean to be funny, but... She's asking the psychiatrist, she's like, where did he kill himself? And the psychiatrist is like, I said too much already. And she's like, it's in that damn closet, right? And she's like, shh. He hung himself in that closet. And then it gets just, it gets kind of weird. Because, like I said, I still liked the character stuff, but then the plot gets real fast. So it's like, all of a sudden, she wants to get out of there. She starts, like, communicating to who she thinks is this old lady who's next door. It's not. I think it's the nails creature, because she's way gone. And there's, like, a jump scare with her death that's kind of freaky, but not really. Like, I knew it was coming. So basically this creature finally comes back to her and she's trying to stand up to it. She's like, what do you want? Because he's scratching her because he's got nails, which doesn't make sense to me because if he had such a thing about cutting nails, why are his nails long? Anyway, on her stomach, he carves, I miss you. So Trevor, the assistant guy, finds this thing, this old record of her her information under her maiden name when she was a kid. Because in the beginning, they kind of mentioned for a second, they're like, she was here for meningitis or something. Comes to find out she was one of the kids that Nails used to, to take care of 30 years prior and I guess that was the one girl who got, got away that didn't die. So now that people are starting to figure it out, all of a sudden this Nails character kicks it into high gear and he just starts offing everybody. Which I was like, all right. Like, she's been there for, like, at least three weeks. But now he's starting to, like, he tries to take off. He's, like, takes out Trevor. He dies. Female John Malkovich dies. The old lady dies next door. So then Ashley, this athlete that her husband's probably doing it with, comes with Gemma. And, like, the nails creature is also showing her that he's having an affair, even though I don't know if that's true. Dana tells her daughter to leave. And Jim was like, no, I'm not gonna leave you here. And so she's, like, pulling her mom out of the bed and in the thing. She's like, you gotta help me, mom. You know, she gets her into the wheelchair. They're running. Dana's gotten a little stronger. She can breathe on her own now. She's been practicing, like, turning off the ventilator and working on her breathing. She's got this hole in her neck, right? And so she's running. Or she's, like, in this wheelchair and they're pushing and they're racing through the hospital. And then Nails is killing everybody. including He also kills a psychiatrist or whatever. So everyone's dead. Husband's dead. Everyone's dead. Ashley, did Ashley die? I can't remember. Anyway, so Dana sacrifices herself for her daughter. So then Gemma goes under shock, gets shocked after seeing that Nails murders her mom. She was trying to be supportive, but I mean, she did probably think that her mom was hallucinating. But she sees it, so she's in shock. So they take, the emergency workers get Gemma. When they ask who's responsible, all she can say is Nails. And then it just shoots to, at the end, it's like Dana's hospital room with the laptop and the CCTV shows Dana on her bed. And then Nails, in his human form as Eric, comes over and clips her fingernails. I would have been like, do you want to clip my fingernails? Like, I, like once the psychiatrist told me the story, I'd be like, hey, you can have my fingernails, dude. You don't have to just come here. Like, do you want, I could clip yours. They're really long. I don't know why his are long. Back when he was messed up, he used to scratch himself. So they were always cutting them. And like, I think he became meticulous with it. So that's the movie. Everybody's dead, except for Gemma. Um, here's a little information on the production. Let's see. Based on a news story of a similar thing, but they swapped the genders. 
They made the protagonist a track coach as a tribute to a friend who had mur- well, who was murdered shortly after the first draft was written. That's sad. Let's see, reception. The average rating is about a 4.7 out of 10. And that's similar to what I'm going to give it. So for 2017's Nails, I wouldn't say I'd watch it again. Costume design or the, the imaging of it was fine. Out of surveillance cameras, I'm going to give it 4 out of 10 surveillance cameras. So that's what I'm giving this one. If, if you're looking to put something on, fine. I'm giving it a little more just because of the imaging and stuff, but um, or how it looks and everything, but it just really falls apart a little at the end for me. So yeah, 4 out of 10 for 2017's Nails, and thank you for listening.